parents. I have people that have sent me their parents, their fathers, their sisters, their cousins. I mean, when you treat everybody like they're a million dollar listing, they're going to tell everybody that. It doesn't matter if they buy a silly piece of land, you still need to treat them, you know, like the CEO or something. And then I think that does absolutely pay off. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rental Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation, and equity. Rental Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and system in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or call one 800 311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Elliot Hoyt. I am standing in once again for Aaron Amuchastegui. I guess I did an okay job last time, so he asked me to come back and, and hang out and interview someone quite special today. So this, again, Real Estate Rockstars, is another 30 under 30. Anyhow, it's 30 under 30. Um, newbies, uh, I am joined by Katie McAllister, McAllister Real Estate in Maine. Katie, how are you doing? Very good. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for joining me. It's always a pleasure to... Touch base with a fellow 30 under under 30 award winner. Um, when when did that happen for you? How, how recently? Uh, just recently. It was announced um, mid-March yep. and sent in my application in January. So things have been flying and definitely turbo speed here. And were you uh, were, were you thinking you had a good chance of getting this or was this your first first go around? Have you, have you applied before? No, no. First attempt. Absolutely. Um, I've only been in the industry for full time for three years. Wow. Um, but I do think my community involvement kind of maybe won it over definitely not the sales um but 
that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. you're 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 now the second person that I've interviewed that uh, that got in on the first time. Um, oh. I got on, yeah, I got in on the first time myself too. However, um, it's notoriously hard apparently to get in on the first time. Like some people have done, you know, three, four, five applications. So I'm, that's cool. So, yeah, there's a little group of us here. We're kind of we're on a roll. <laughs> we're doing we're doing all right. So congrats. That, that's awesome. Is how how's it been since March? Have you had have people acknowledged you? Have they reached out to kind of chat about that, or, or how's it been having that that accolade? Oh, absolutely. Um, my uh, old college, Thomas College in Waterville, Maine, has um, reached out, solicited me, and I'm actually going to be in one of their TV commercials in July. So they've treated me kind of like a little mini celebrity. I mean, I don't think Maine gets on the map very often, so it's kind of special. So you're, you're a big deal over there, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that's, that's great. So let, let's chat a little bit about that. So you're an agent, right? You're, yes. you're, you're selling day to day. Yep. And you're you're over in Maine. I know. Educate me a little bit as the people listening. I feel like okay. I'm, I'm obviously I'm from England. I'm not I'm not from here. I'm I'm based in Boise, Idaho. Um, I'm a, a broker of my own brokerage here in, in Boise called the Hoyt Group. And I know about Idaho. And I know a lot about America. Um, yep. Being here for a long time, but I don't know a lot about Maine. I don't think a lot of people listening necessarily know about Maine. So what? How, how does Maine compare size wise to something I might know? Give me some kind of context here. <sighs> oh goodness. Um... That's tricky. So, so Maine is Maine is so large. You can go uh, top to bottom in six hours okay. to yeah. cover the whole area. And going through that, you kind of experience many different regions. I mean, you go through the coast, you go through the mountains, you go through the valleys, you go through um, where you absolutely see nothing but trees. Um, <laughs> you can go down a road and you can see a family of moose. You can, I mean, it's crazy. It's a little bit of everything. So, is it is it, a, is it quite a densely populated area, or is it is there a lot of wilderness? I don't know what the population's like compared to a lot of the other markets. No, definitely. Um, I would say there's probably four main regions of which people go into, and most of them are in the south. Okay, and which region are you in? Where are you at? I'm in central Maine. Um, so we kind of we we yeah we're a denser population, um, but we're kind of in a great location, being we're one hour from the ocean, one hour from awesome skiing one hour from what we call the city of Portland. It, it, it's really cool just being where you're at. Cause you can go in all different directions on a weekend trip. That's awesome. So, yeah. so what, what's the market like where you're at? Is it as crazy as it is in some other places? Is it not quite as nuts? Tell me kind of what you're seeing, what you're experiencing, um, you know, with the market itself. Oh no, it's absolutely nuts. Uh, for some reason, everyone is leaving the cities of um, New York and Boston and coming here. So, to give an example, I showed a house today that had um, that's only been on the market for two days. They currently have 72 showings on the books and seven offers on the table. That's and, and that's been two days, four, 48 hours total. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. two days. That, that's, so, um, that's that's crazy. 70. Yeah, I've not I've not seen I've not heard of that many. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've seen I've seen lines of cars lined up behind houses out here in Boise before, um, but never a metric with a 72. So it must be. Is it hard to operate in this market or does it depend on what side you're on? Well, no, definitely being a buyer's agent is very tricky and very discouraging. One of the individuals that I'm working with is a first time buyer. He's 21, all eager, all excited and keeps getting shut down, shut down, shut down. So it's hard to keep morale up, I guess, for buyers, um, especially when he's lost, I think probably six now. Wow. But yeah, it's tough. It's a balancing yeah. act, right? Trying to, you know, not get them, get them excited enough that they feel confident making an offer, mm -hmm. but not too excited to where if they don't get it, 
they're not going to, you know, kind of lose it entirely. Right. Exactly. And, and I make sure to tell all my clients, just so you know, this is not worth it. Don't tell people I told you it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that honesty is, is important, you know, so they kind of know what yeah. they're getting into. And, and obviously, we, we deal with it here with appraisals, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, an appraisal in the day, technically speaking, tells you what it's worth. And it's a lot of the time, I'm not sure how it is with you, but over here in Boise, we're trying to get ahead of the appraisal before it becomes an issue. Um, yeah. You know, for us, um, appraisal makeups, appraisal gaps yep. um, are something we see on a regular basis. And and you know, as an agent, at least I see things, you know, I'm, I'm still... Um, producing myself when I go into a situation um, I can normally tell right away if this is even worth running at right based on what the means of that buyer is if you don't have enough means to make up an appraisal gap and you have 72 showings of seven offers on the table you're probably probably a wasted exercise right yep yep and I mean it's kind of standard at this point we have a little template that we plug in and all I do is change the address on the home because he's getting used to uh just signing the contract sending it off yeah we got a little routine going unfortunately hopefully something sticks and it's not a routine sooner rather than later right 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 so what's just to give everyone context here what's the median uh home price in in your market what kind of prices are you operating around that right now um in my city it's around 350 okay 350 so and that would um, be a a decent home um are you talking like a three bed two bath kind of single family home exactly Yep. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Three bedroom, two bath colonial, probably, probably less than 2000 square feet. And that could be with or without a garage. I mean, and I'm assuming that those, those property values have increased uh, exponentially in the last year or two. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Towns are starting to reassess their um, tax dollars. So it's kind of jumping because right now you could have a town or a house assessed for, I don't know, probably 150 and it's being sold for 425. Yeah, that's that's crazy. We see that in what we see here. They reassess every year, and they're, they're behind. I think on average, and it, this is somewhat anecdotal. I think the assessors are behind by as much as forty percent, sometimes fifty percent, depending on you know when they last made the assessment. Right? That's um, oh, it's crazy. And then you yeah. have some buyers that are like, oh, it's it's only assessed for one fifty, so that's all I'm going to pay. <laughs> yeah, that's not realistic, mm, is it? Yeah, you got to try no. and get ahead of the market. That's um, that's interesting. So three fifty tells me that there's probably a lot of ceiling to go here eventually. In Boise, when I first started, um, our median was um, it was barely above two hundred. Now we're yeah. knocking on the door of six hundred. So we've seen almost double, over double, almost in that period of time. So I'm sure you guys are going to be close behind. <laughs> oh yeah, no, uh, no, we're totally in the same ballpark. I mean, we say three hundred is the new one fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's yeah, that's- that- it's crazy. crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. So, so that's that's awesome. We've we've established a little bit about you know where you're at, your market, mm-hmm. which seems very similar to what a lot of the listeners right now are probably experiencing in, in most markets. I don't know. Nope. I don't know explicitly of any markets that are struggling. I know that there's different micro markets within bigger cities, but I think by and large, there's been this migration right state to state where it's kind of like a circle. Everyone kind of seems to be benefiting from these mass movements. So we know mm-hmm. a little bit about the market and a little bit about um, kind of where you're operating at. I want to know a little bit about you yourself okay. and, 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 and kind of your story. Um, I've done a little bit of research here just so I have enough questions to figure out what to ask, but I, okay. want, I want the audience to get to know you a little bit here too. So you, uh, you mentioned that you, um, you went to a, a school in Maine, you graduated, right? Um, mm-hmm. tell, me, yeah. tell me a little bit about your story. Give me, Give me the sure. most chronological kind of order you can. Tell me okay. you know, where you grew up, where, how you started out doing what you did, what you did at school, um, and, and how you got to where you got to right now. Sure. I'll give you a little quick little bio. 
Yep. So I grew up in a small town, basically where there was more cows than people uh, just down the road. I still live in the same county. Um, my mother started McAllister Real Estate 20 years ago. So I've been kind of growing up in the industry. I mean, I've gone on countless showings before I could even drive. I like to joke and say I grew up in the car, but that's okay. Um, and then um, Thomas College is where I graduated from, which is only 20 miles up the road still in the same county. I haven't gone very far. <laughs> and there I studied um, business administration and uh, got my master's degree as well. And then I decided to work for a company um, contracted by the state of Maine to make websites. And then okay. so I did that for a little bit, got really bored and decided to come work with my mom. I know I could have told you if you grew up in real estate, that was going to happen. I think yeah. it was <laughs> It, was that like a, an inevitability almost that like you kind of knew, hey, if I waited long enough, it was going to happen? Well, I fought it for a long time because I always had dreams of, you know, I love to travel. I love to go. And I always thought that wasn't possible if you have clients that need you. So I didn't want to be tied down anywhere. I wanted the hourly job where I can just say, hey, I'm out. Um, but hey, things yeah, happen. It does. It does. I think um, if, you're, if your mother's been around for that long, 20 plus years, She's obviously doing something right because you don't last that long if you're not good for the most part. Um, for sure. So I'm, 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 I'm guessing that seeing her doing it the way she did and still being able to, I'm guessing, live a, a relatively free life and get to choose what she did, it probably made it more of a real sculpture for you, right? Oh, yeah. I love the freedom. I mean, she picked me up every day from school. We went home. We did whatever we want. I mean, it was just... And then compared to like my dad's career who had hours where he had to clock in, clock out, didn't have the freedom to do what she could do yeah. so obviously it was very appealing yeah that's awesome so you've seen two sides of the yeah. two sides of the coin there basically yeah. so let, let's backtrack a little bit because i'm trying to dig on something in particular here you and okay. i have you and i have something in common so okay i i played football at boise state i was a ah. defensive lineman at boise state from 2012 to 16 um and i personally attribute a lot of what i do day to day in my business and kind of my ethos on athletics um, someone told me that you may have played a little bit of something yourself too. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a little something. Yeah. Um, I did score a thousand points uh, at Thomas College, and I most recently um, doing what? accepted doing oh, what sorry. doing what, I, what sport? Oh, in basketball. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, you good? No, you're good. You're good. Sorry. Uh, awesome. Yep, scored a thousand points on the women's basketball team at Thomas, and I most recently accepted the position of being the assistant coach there. Congratulations! So I will be returning in the fall to continue that. It seems like you've probably got a lot on your plate. I know I'm busy. Oh, I can okay. imagine. I can, I can imagine trying to coach a, a football, basketball, or any. I can coach a peewee league right now, let alone run business. It seems like yeah, you got that plateful for sure, right? Hey, that's okay. When you love what you do, you make time. It yeah, all works you, out. You make time for sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, so how, how was that experience for for you? Uh, I'm guessing it's a smaller school because I don't know much about Maine. But if you were only 20 miles north, how was the experience that college college basketball experience for you? Sure. Yeah. So it was definitely a smaller school's comparison. Um, but in Maine, there's only one D D one school and that's, you know, university of Maine. And then there, um, the rest of the schools are all D two. So I mean, I mean, I'm, excuse me, D three. So there's no D two schools in the state of Maine. Um, and I went to Thomas being a smaller school because I wanted to play. Uh, I could have gone to other schools and just, you know, redshirted for a couple years or sat the bench or been a practice player or anything like that. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be on the court freshman year playing. So I did go to um, the small school where 
it worked out. I knew everybody on campus, but it's okay. <laughs> Apparently you did because you're a celebrity, you know, even after the fact. So that, that, that's <laughs> awesome. So, so what, what, is there anything that you'd say that, um, from an athletic standpoint, from basketball that's helped you with your real estate career at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just self-discipline. I, it's just sports in general, not necessarily basketball, but it makes you a more well-rounded person. Uh, you learn how to manage time. You know how to make a schedule. You know how to prepare for the day. I mean, when I leave during the morning, I take everything with me until I return at who knows, five, seven, eight, who knows. But you mentally prepare, you lay out yourself and you figure out your life. And it definitely set me in a gateway to be successful, especially when managing time and other people. Yeah, that's that's a, an important part for sure. Is yeah. that, that the expectations um, and setting expectations? And I, I talk yeah. to, to to my guys here about setting expectations all the time. Um, you know, setting expectations for buyers. Hey, this is a realistic situation. This is what you're more than likely going to see. Or hey, with a listing and a seller, this is what you need to expect based on the processes we put together. Um, and, and I think that I personally garnered that from 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 my athletic career at Boise State. Um, I'm sure it was just the same for you, right? You have a plan as far as a game plan. You have film yeah. you watch, you study, you lay out the plan, you practice and you execute. And for me, um, that's the exact same way I run my business, right? You, you have to make yeah. sure that, 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 you, that you have a plan. Sometimes it doesn't always go to plan, but if you study the film and you know what to expect, there's always kind of a recourse or a plan B, C, D, or even plan J, whatever, <laughs> if you need it, right? <laughs> and the and, follow-up is always just important in sports and in real estate. Yeah. Especially for a retention for customers. I mean, you got to retain your your teammates and your kids on an athletic program. Yeah, exactly. And I think, a, a, I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of agents um, are, are so quick with what they're doing. They're so engrossed in, you know, okay, we need to get the next deal done, the next deal done. They don't yeah. really look at the follow-up as much. Um, how important has follow-up been for you then as far as making sure you're keeping in touch with those past clients? Oh, oh absolutely. Past clients are all over that. I love sending anniversary cards. It's kind of corny, but it, it's, it works. Um, something that I don't do too well is when you get a new lead or a new potential, um, I don't follow up as much as I should. For, so, I, I don't know. I'm afraid of being that annoying person, I think. So but, a, a little bit of, is it a fear of rejection or is it a fear of what <laughs> may, not, may not happen or could happen? No, I just, I just don't like being that um, salesperson. I don't, I don't think real estate is a sales business. I think it's a service business. And I think that constant, you know, that hounding of, hey, have you, have you done this? Hey, have you done this? Hey, have you done this? I think they'll let you know when they want to call you. Um, I do probably, is probably not right. I mean, I'm sure there's professionals out there that's written books on how to follow up with people. And I'm just ignoring all that advice well i think i think you, there's there's probably two sides to it right there is the there's the side that people would say okay um you need to be more salesy because you're more likely to close that person if you're yeah. in you know, communication with them but on the other side too for every person you may be able to kind of push through the hoop there's others yeah. that will walk away because you get that reputation of being someone's a little bit pushy whereas if you're a lot quite as pushy, the ones will walk away that you couldn't push, but the ones that were on the sideline watching, okay, this is someone I want to work because they're not pushy coming. I feel like it's kind of, there's different ways to do it, right? It's either right. now or later. It doesn't really make a difference. And it's right. kind of your style. So it there's seems- no it, perfect system, yeah. 
there is no there isn't there's, there's no perfect system and there's no system that works for everyone there's just a system that works for you um but which is important i do think that a successful real estate career um is about the retaining customers. You know, you've done something really good when they give you referrals. They say, hey, my friend wants to work with you or they come back to sell their home that you, you know, sold to them previously. Yeah, that's, that's a great feeling for sure, isn't yeah. it? I mean, just knowing that, that it validates the job you did before. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's a lot easier working with a referral or a repeat oh, yeah. client than someone, you know, fresh from an open house or fresh off the street because there's already that built-in trust, right? They kind of know, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. When I deal with Katie, I'm going to get taken care of and it's not going to be a, a, a bad situation, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you're in it for the quick buck and don't really care about the people, then you're in the wrong business. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's, um, I, could, I could go on a, 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 probably a two-hour long podcast myself about more about the don'ts of real estate from what I'm seeing yeah. currently than the yeah. do's, unfortunately. But that's not why we're here. We're here to... To figure out the dues, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. I'm guessing most of your business is is referral and repeat. Then, yep, absolutely. I mean, I think I've definitely built a strong base. My core of influence, my source of influence, is strong. I mean, I've never left the area, so I'm definitely advertised myself as your hometown community expert. Yeah, um, that's powerful. It, it absolutely works. I mean, Maine is small. I wouldn't say I know everyone around here, but I know. I know someone who knows someone who knows you. <laughs> okay. okay, no, for sure. I, uh, I actually have a friend who moved to Maine. I don't know. I need to figure out what town it's in. Um, I probably I, know him. I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> I, I his name's his name's Jackson. Anyway, um, okay. he just he, he just he just moved here. He moved there from Boise, so I don't know. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard it's small, but maybe not that small. So <laughs> with uh, with with you know having the the referral business and and the mm -hmm. repeat, sometimes I mean more often than not, it takes time to build that base and to establish, yep. but you've obviously done a pretty good job because here we are in year three and, and you've gotten this, this accolade with national national association of realtors being 30 under 30. And uh, from what I'm understanding, your business doubled year over year. Is that correct? 20 to 20. It has, it has. Absolutely. I mean, you could definitely blame some of the market for the sales figures, but the transactions numbers themselves don't lie. So do you know what you went from, from 2020 to 2021? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I think in 2020, it was probably 2.6 million. And this one was 5.3 or 5.4 or something like that. Okay. And how many transactions uh, do you um, know the difference year over year? Yeah, I think it was probably 12. And, and this year was probably around 25. Great. So you, you literally doubled it. You went from closing yeah. you know, oh, on yeah. average one a month to two a month. And that's, oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a big jump. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people um, get hung up on the volume, right? And I think in this market, broadly speaking, across the country, we're seeing appreciation so high. I think people are losing sight. Really, it comes down to the size, right? It's the people, individual people, how many you're touching versus just the volume. Because you could sell the same home two years later, that's double the price it was before. So it's good oh, that yeah. you have those metrics. Um, what would you say has been the catalyst that has allowed you to double? What have you been doing that has taken you from 12 to 25? It's a big jump. Uh, I think definitely referrals. I mean... I also think I've sold every single person in my family a house. So that does help, but that's besides the point. But um, it, absolutely referrals. I have people that have sent me their parents, their fathers, their sisters, their cousins. I mean, when you treat everybody like they're a million dollar listing, they're going to tell everybody that it doesn't matter if they buy a silly piece of land, you still need to treat them, you know, like the CEO or something. And then I think that does absolutely pay off. 
Yeah, that's that's important. Um, yeah. I, I talk to my guys here about that too. Here in, here in Boise, we always say, I always say, service doesn't have a price point. Yeah. Um, and by that, you know, it, it shouldn't matter, right? If it's a fifty thousand dollar lot in the middle of nowhere or a five million dollar estate home in in the foothills, um, it, yeah. it's it's that standard, you know. And I think as an athlete, you can relate to this. I always treat it the same way as working out, right? When you go on a run or you're lifting weights. Um, it, it doesn't matter each time you have to put the same effort in, otherwise you don't get better. And I, I know it's kind of extreme. It's an extreme mindset for a lot of people that maybe don't get the athletic side, but it's kind of a, it's a challenge to myself. What about you? But I challenge myself every time. So, okay, let's just do it the same time, same way every time for consistency, right? Uh, absolutely. If, if you coast in anything, you'll never grow. Yep. The, 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 uh, one of my favorite sayings is how, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's yeah. one that that's one that I, I I think of, and that's a motivator for me because I'm not going to lie to you. For myself, there's days I get out of bed and I'm like, oh, today is a tough one. But you, you, I kind of remind myself how you do anything, is how you do everything. So you better put the socks on quick and and dress just as good and, and put the effort in, right? <laughs> Even yep, when you don't feel absolutely. Like it. That's the key. That's the key. But, so that so so would you say that's a, a that's a theme too? Is is consistency and showing up, just doing the same things regardless oh. of how you feel. Absolutely. And, and then this is a um, kind of an individual career, but I do think being a face presence in the office is crucial, especially when it comes to getting to know anybody. I mean, we don't get a lot of walk-ins off the street, although we do have a downtown um, office, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's important. It's important to be at your desk, working at your desk. You get your motivation, or at least I do. I know I can't work from home like others do. Yeah. Um, no, I, I can't work from home. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's tough. I think, it, 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 again, it goes back to athletics, right? For me personally, I equate it to going to the locker room. Like yep. you don't, you don't put on your workout clothes at home when you're an athlete and, and when you're a college athlete, you don't put your workout clothes on at home and work out in your living room. You go to the yep. locker room, you have the routine of putting on the, the uniform or the workout clothes, yep. going to the weight room. And I treat my office the same way. When I walk through that front door and I sit down at my desk, it's time to time to go to work. So exactly, you got your routine. You know what you're gonna do. You know your expectations. Yeah, you got that's it. A, that, that's awesome. So yeah. so yeah, that's that that that's great. So you did say that it, obviously for you right now it is more individualistic. Obviously, um, mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about um, your brokerage. Um, it, it, how many agents are there? Are you in a team or are you just solely operating on your own? Sure. So I'm solo. Uh, we only have five agents in our office. Three of them are full-time. Two of them um, just do things here and there, but nothing consistent. Um, out of those five is one is my mother and we get lunch every day. So that's cool. But it, it's very small, very small. Our little office is only 800 square feet. Oh, wow. That's the, I, I have 1800 square feet here and I thought that was kind of small <laughs> for a downtown office, but hey, so you have to be pretty good friends with each other and get along. Otherwise it's going to be a long day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Abuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor 
is follow-up, Bob. You know, on an interview last week with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was, and he said it was follow-up, Bob. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why follow-up boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use follow-up boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses follow-up boss to get a 400% ROI on his massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses follow-up boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses follow-up boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used follow-up boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, follow-up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, so yeah, you said a little bit individualistic in that regard. Do you yep. see, do you see yourself growing a team or growing at all, or are you happy kind of being in that solo role? No, I'm okay with the solo role. I don't. There's not many teams around here. I mean, there's different agencies that have teams, especially um, husband wife teams, mother daughter teams, whatever. But it's not the norm. Uh, there's definitely more individual agents in this region or this whole state, really. Um, but personally, I would love to see another branch being opened up of McAllister real estate. And I think I would take the, take the reins of that and let's see what happens. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think yeah. having those, those goals, I don't know about for you, but again, going back to the athletic things, I'm yeah. sure there's, there's people, there's listeners right now probably checking out. They're like, dang athletes. All they do is talk about sports. Uh, having those goals are, are important, right? To have something to work towards. Oh, absolutely. Um, because the days where it's hopeless, if you have that kind of vision and that dream, it kind of helps it, you know, it's easier to push through the hard times when you have a goal, right? Well, right. What are you working for? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's it. It's, it's the what. Yeah. I, I wrote this down on my board because uh, I always like to have them as a deference. I have the why, what, how, when, and where. And, and <laughs> Do you pro- forget those? I'm I actually sucks. <laughs> I can't. I tell you what. After playing, uh, after playing um, four years of college football for a top twenty-five program, you got my a little brain, CTE my, going my, on. My, my, my brain is not as good as it used to be. I, and I, <laughs> I say that jokingly, but some days I wake up and I'm like, I should, I got no idea what I'm supposed to be doing today. But I figure it <laughs> out. So, so yeah, I, I always I write down the why, what, how, when, where for my interviews because that's what it's about what drives you i think having those goals right you have to know what you're doing why you're doing it where you're going to do it how i mean there's Mm. there's no there's no it's tough i mean um a lot of the time you hear the phrase i've heard the phrase before being an agent on accident being a realtor on accident and that's one of the scariest ideas to me personally as an athlete right the idea that you just show up and things happen without a plan i mean that makes no sense to me don't know about you but Imagine just showing up with having no idea what you can do for the day. No, no. At least if you have nothing to do, maybe look into some marketing strategies or how can you, how can you volunteer your time, meet new people, 
okay. mean, there's always something to do. That, that's a perfect segue. It's almost like you're reading my mind. So you're talking about, <laughs> this is great. You're making, you're making my job easier. So you talk about being involved and you talk about, um, you know, the marketing stuff. I'm going to get to them one by one. Talk to me about the NAR C2EX. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an online program uh, put on by National Association of Realtors. It's Commitment to Excellence, okay. uh, online program that just teach you, make sure that you are the most ethical in your career and you take an oath to continuing education and pushing the values that makes a realtor your trusted source. Great. Is, is that, I'm assuming that's been important to you. Is, did, that, did that bring any revelations or did it just solidify the things you already knew? No, definitely. It was, it was um, interesting. There was a segment in there where it went to talk about going to a town meeting or a town conference or something like that. Um, and that was simple. I'm on the city planning board. So, hey, I'm already involved there. But it is interesting because, I mean, those things are important to stay up to code or stay up to date on, you know, code enforcement, what's going on, what are the zones, what are the issues, what's going on. Um, so it, it was more of a reiteration of how I find my day to day going. So it worked well for my lifestyle. Okay. That's, 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 that's great. And, and then within, within that, um, you, did you pick up a designation? Is that correct? Yes. In digital marketing, social media. That's, which that, is what my bachelor's is so i was kind oh, of oh wow okay that's that's huge that's um it probably I, i'm guessing you probably actually learned more i'm guessing maybe in your education you did in that course um but but yes. that's that's a cool designation to have i mean uh, we're definitely living in that age i think right where digital and social media is taking a, a huge um share of of you know marketing revenue for businesses whether small big agents oh, yeah. um what did you learn from that designation? Was there anything you've learned that, you've that you have put into practice in your business that's helped you get results? Uh, sure, probably um, targeting your advertisements. I mean, you don't want to just put something out there that's just willy-nilly. You want to target buyers. You want to target sellers. You want to make things stand out. I mean, if you think about it, if you saw a posting that said, hey, I'm a real estate agent, everyone would be like, okay. But if you said something like, Oh, you live in Gardner. I'm from Gardner and I could sell your house for blah, 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 blah. It's way more personal, way more targeted, and you're more likely to respond to it. So, yeah, that's you touched on some, some great points there. I think it's important that we, we expand on those a little bit. So, you talked about, um, you know, not just putting, um, putting your face up there saying, I'm an agent. I see in our market, so to, just to give you a little bit of background, in our valley, we call it the Treasure Valley, it spans a couple of counties here. Um, we have, last time I checked, between active and inactive, but licensed in general, we have almost 12,000 agents, I believe, wow. which is an obscene amount for the population. It's ridiculous. Uh, I but only have 5,000 in my whole state. Five, yeah, okay, we have, yeah. We, <laughs> so yeah, that's, we, have, we got a lot of competition here. And when I look at the advertising, just like you kind of mentioned about the, the, the proposition for them, is I'm a realtor, here's my headshot, here is my phone number, right. call me. So what? Um, right. Yeah. Who, who cares? Right. Right. I had to say, if anyone's watching this, it's done that in, the, in my market. I'm a, I apologize, but I'm also just being, I'm watching, I'm watching a film here. I'm breaking down the film, trying to figure exactly. out what we need to do to help you be better. So, so you're, so you're actually kind of, I'm assuming they're kind of call to actions in a way, right? Is that kind of what you're doing versus just putting your face out there? Yep. Absolutely. Call to action is just a small piece of it, but I mean, make it personal. So I used to send out postcards and kind of got expensive, but 
I, I always, I always made them the colors of the local high school. So people are going to look at it thinking it's something more personal or something silly like, Hey, this is the lake in your town. Um, I'm going to be at this lake. Come talk to me. You got questions. I mean, it's going to be, it, it's personalized. Even okay. you can make mass advertisements, but you can still make them personalized. Yeah, that's great. So you're, you're finding that common ground that they can mm -hmm. identify with to kind of break down that initial barrier of being a stranger. Yeah. Right, right. Like, hey, if, I, if I'm willing to do enough research to figure out what the colors of your high school are, obviously I'm willing to do enough research for you to make your life better. That, that's awesome. That's great. That's, that's, it's clear you got the, the, the basis in this. And, and I have, um, on, on my staff here, I have a full-time marketing director and I work with her a lot. Cool. To, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, it's been a great, been a massive change for our business. And, and we actually print all of our mailers in house now. So we print and cut, which cut our costs down by 60%. So yeah, just, definitely. just in case, just in case you ever get, you know, you get to that point where you want to do it, I can, I can teach you kind of ways to make it cheaper, but I, I, yeah, I can start with we'll be in touch about that. Okay. All right. So yeah, off, off, off the record, on the record, whatever you can, you can drop <laughs> me an email and I'll, I'll let you know. A little bit of an investment up front, but on the back end, it pays for itself within the first couple yep. of weeks. So, um, so, so yeah, we're uh, talking about, um, the, the actual content of these ads and, 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 and relating to people. Um, that, that's huge. That is important. I think, right. Making sure you can relate to them and it brings value. Um, it, it, in a day and age where we're seeing so much social media from, from agents, it, a lot of the time it's, it's kind of this self-fulfilling thing. And I almost feel like people or agents sometimes post content for their own self-worth and value of getting likes versus actually trying to help someone out, right. And bring right. value to their, their life. Right. I mean, it doesn't, if you have a, if you post something on Instagram and you don't get any comments, but you have 5,000 views, that doesn't really mean anything. You need that interaction. That's the reiteration that people are actually caring about your content. So, so what are some best practices then you'd say when you're putting together um, your, your advertisements or your posts, what are a few things you're thinking about and what are you doing once you kind of execute on that? Sure. So like, First off, I start out, who do I want to talk to? Do I want to talk to first-time homebuyers? Do I want to talk to sellers? Do I want um, to, to show my general knowledge of the region, my general knowledge of your neighborhood? Make it relatable. you got to add something personalized in it. So if I want to talk about, let's say, a specific lake, I'll post, I'll post a photo of me and my dogs hiking around the lake, and then I talk about the lake, and then I add, oh, slide in here. Oh, I, I sold that house for blah, blah, blah. And, and then I tell a little personal story about that client. So it adds in the region, something that's relatable to the, the people that are viewing the post. Talk about my industry, talk about how I can help people and a personal experience about that client, obviously with their permission, but it ties it all together and people get the full story. Okay. That's, that, there's some, there's some gold in there, I think for sure. Um, the, the, the theme that I'm getting here, and, and I've spoken about this before when I've hosted, when I've chatted to people um, or to other agents, you know, particularly successful agents like yourself, it's all about the long game, right? There's nothing in there that's saying, hey, reach out to me today to buy your house, uh, to buy a house. Reach out to me today because I need to sell your house. It, it's a long-term trickle, right? It's kind of a long-term, we're going to get this done eventually, not necessarily today, but eventually. Well, right, because you never know what people's game plan is. If they're not thinking of moving, maybe they spark a conversation with a friend and that friend wants to move in town. So it's just something to keep in the back of their mind. You want, 
you know, like every person has, they have a lawyer, a doctor, accountant, whatever. Well, I hope some a lot of people don't have lawyers on the retainer, <laughs> but that's besides the point. I'm married to one, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you should also have a trusted realtor that you're willing to refer when a friend is moving to town. Yeah, that's that's, that's who I want to be. Yeah, that's that's great. That's that's awesome. You you clearly have have that vision um, set out, and and that makes sense. That you kind of you know you're you're doing the right things to be. Um, considered that go-to person and uh, i hope a lot of people kind of see that and understand it's not just that kind of quick um, mm. cash grab it's, it's that long-term kind of um, investment Perfect. so so you know like, like you said you want to become that person and, and you are pretty well known where you're at already um so you're you're on the board of directors for the main association of realtors is that correct uh correct yep serve as a director for that and for my local board i am um, currently the secretary so wow. hopefully be pres- I'll be the president of that in 2025 if everything goes right. So let me just break this down a second. You're on, okay. you're on the board in, a, in some capacity for two different associations or organizations. Correct. Okay. You are a full-time agent. Yep. And you're also uh, an assistant coach at a college as well. Uh, that is what correct. About to be. So you basically have four jobs and you have to cram that all into every day or a week at a time. Well, I got a couple more, but you don't have enough fingers. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I got some toes, so. <laughs> Let's so, see. To add to your list, I'm on the um, City of Augusta Planning Board. Okay. And I also started the only uh, Young Professionals Network in the state of Maine. Wow. For realtors. It's a national association program, um, but I brought the only division to Maine and now I run it with a co-chair. So- Awesome that's, committee. That's incredible. I mean, first off, congratulations for even being able to, you know, actually establish all those things, but also be able to kind of manage them ongoing. Um, when you decided to, to, to get into all these different, you know, legs and different arms of what you're doing, what was the motivating reason that you wanted to get involved with this stuff? Was it for business solely? Was it for personal development? Was it for service? What were you kind of thinking? No, I think it's fun. <laughs> I wish I had a, a wittier answer for you, but I just think I don't like being bored. I like creating things. I like creating content. I like my mind is constantly moving. It's like an entrepreneurial mind. I come up with these little business plans all the time, but they never come to fruition. I can relate. <laughs> um, yeah. They're just, just spinning all the time. Um, but I also thought it'd be kind of cool to be an event planner. So now I get to experience that in my uh, young professionals group. So we plan events during that. So I get a trickle of all my interests and in all these different hobbies, I guess you can call them. That's a, uh, yeah, yes, that, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where to take it on each one of those. Cause I could probably have a whole hour segment for each one, but I'm going to try and hit it in the most broad sense that um, okay. who can get, we can try to, you know, kind of trickle down on this a little bit more from all the things you've been involved in, is there anything that's come from it business-wise? Have you been around people that have recommended you because of it directly? Anything you can kind of relate back to business you've had? Definitely being on the planning board. I've gotten a few listings from fellow board members or being uh, in the city's eyes. Um, Personally, being on all these boards and the divisions and the Young Professionals Network for the realtors, I have won multiple offer situations because people say, they want to work with me or they know that I, or they know that I respond. That's for one most difficult for realtors in this area. For some reason, they just don't like to respond to people. Um, (laughs) But not not surprised over here because I I experienced the same thing. Not all the time, but more often than I'd like. (laughs) It's crazy. It's How do you have a business and you just don't respond to people? (laughs) But 
um, just, just having that trusted relationship, that networking, people can trust me. They want to work with me more likely to accept my offer. That's huge. So it, 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 it's not just about, again, the short term, Hey, I'm, I'm getting something out of this, this building that reputation. And I think reputation is huge. Um, yeah. that, that's awesome that you've got examples of, Hey, I think I want this for my client because, you know, we're kind of here and here, but the minute they know, Hey, this is a person of credibility, it pushes you up. And, and that, yeah. that's something that's overlooked again, just, just like we talk about, you know, um, you know, advertising things the right way and putting out things, promoting your business the right way, actually operating the business the correct way and being a person of credibility is huge. I, I can, I can relate to, I've had, um, more situations in, in the last, um, a couple of years where I think we probably won out because of the way that I communicated or my agents yeah. communicated with the other side. Um, I think it's, you know, a case of, you know, setting aside the egos and, and being able to just kind of advocate and do your job um, and build that reputation over time. It looks like you're well on your way and you've, you've kind of turbocharged that, right? It's not just the business you've been doing that's giving you the reputation, but being kind of a, a cornerstone of the community has been huge. And, and I, would you recommend to, to people listening to get more involved with, you know, kind of their local, I guess everything in your situation, but being more involved in the community to help push their business? Oh, absolutely. If, if you want to join a, a local committee or a local board of such within your realtor association, if you are a realtor or really within your real estate commission. Um, but outside of that, joining, uh, be, a, be a volunteer committee member for your city or, or go to volunteer events. I mean, every city has community events and just being a face, it, it makes a difference. Uh, yeah, that's, that's huge. And I always talk about... Um or as important as, as we spoke about going to the office, right? It is important to show up and do the office work um, just to build the routine and to build the commitment mentally of being mm -hmm. there. On the flip side of it too, deals don't really get done in the office, right? They get done by being involved in the community. So it has to be that balance, right? It has to be a discipline of showing up, but also being involved in these other things so you can be in front of people. Right. If you're not in front right. of people. I mean, people, you don't waste oh. your time, right? Yeah, exactly. You yeah, you do. You're, I know you're not wasting your time. If you're involved in what, I think I actually counted eight, but I can remember things you're doing. You can't, you can't waste a minute of your day really, can you? No. Nope. So I'm going to ask, this is, a, this is a trap question. Well, probably for okay. as much of the people listening as it is for you. Okay. How do you, I don't want to say balance. How, how do you find time for yourself? Do you, do you set time in between all these crazy things you're doing? Do you set time for yourself to kind of relax and recoup or are you just hundred percent all the time, no matter what? Oh, no, not at all. I am a very slow um, morning person. So morning is kind of my time. Um, I know some of my colleagues, you know, they're up at six and they go for a run and they do all this craziness and they're in the office by eight. Eh, I'll stroll in at the office, 10, sometimes 11, eh, whatever. But that's my time. The morning time for some reason, that's my time. But then after that, I'm ready to go. So do you work later into the, into the afternoons and evenings sometimes to compensate for that or, or oh, yeah. do you, okay. So yeah, you, nope. you're more, are you, would you consider yourself more of a night person than a day, than a kind of a morning person? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, it's funny. So I don't know about you. I, we used to practice when I was at Boise state, we used to practice and train in the mornings more often than the evenings. And I personally have tried, and I, even this week, actually, I've tried to make, to be like an evening person, but I can't go away from the mornings. I don't know what it is. Like I'm so used to, to working out 
and throwing up or running to a throw up and going crazy. And it's been six years at this point too. It kind yeah. of got burned into me. I kind of, I think I have some, some traumatic stress going on that you seem to have managed <laughs> to have gotten over somehow. I kind of, I feel like if I'm not awake early myself, early in the morning, I'm about to get cussed out or I'm going to have to go run somewhere. So good for you for being able to figure it out because I still haven't got there just yet. I think that's a great point. It probably is customary because I mean, my practices were always afternoon, evening practices. Are they? Okay, sweet. High that's, school, that's college, everything. Yep. So maybe you're onto something. That, that's why then. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Human beings are creatures of habit. We yeah. are creatures <laughs> of habit. I mean, comfortability is one thing. We try and get our comfort zone, but there are some habits innately that we can't, we can't get rid of. Yep. Uh, you're onto something there. Yeah. So I, I think we've, we, we've touched on a lot of stuff here and I, I hope that, that everyone listening can, can grab something from this that resonates with them. Um, what, what do you think if you were tell, looking at yourself um, in the beginning of your career, or even if you weren't in real estate mm-hmm. from where you're at right now, what would you tell a, an agent who's either looking to get in or who's early or stuck in a rut in their business right now? What would you say? What was one thing you say to them to give them kind of that encouragement? What's the one thing that you say you need to go and do or the one thing you need to think about mentally that's going to get you to where they want to get to? Um, I think in this market, it's a little tricky because I mean, if you're looking at the numbers of realtors or real estate agents that have joined the industry in the past two years, looking for a quick buck is substantial. So if they're in it for the right reasons, hold out, people won't renew their licenses (laughs) (laughs) and there'll be less competition. I mean, attrition. No, that's, that's a huge point. That's a huge point. I, I, when I was at Boise state, I came in. Um, obviously as, as a big division one program, you know, being a mm-hmm. top 25, you have all your scholarships filled in, right. And you have all of your walk on guys too. And your roster is well over a hundred. I came in, I was a scholarship guy, but having only played uh, football for a little over a year in England, I came in as a six string defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And by the time I left, I was a starter. And I think to, to touch on what you just said, um, you know, tying in the athletic athletics and tying in just the, the, the business side of things. A lot of life is outlasting people, right? It's doing yeah. the right thing every day, showing up, being committed to it. And normally you outlast people. I know that I got to where I got to equally as much as my effort as it was outlasting people. Those guys that weren't disciplined enough to show up and they got into the wrong things and got in trouble. And before you know it, the law of attrition applied and, and you're where you're at. So that's, that's huge. You're telling people that are struggling right now, keep doing the right thing, show up and you'll, last, you'll just outlast people. You, you will outlast people, I promise. If you're in the community, if you're wearing um, conversation starters, like I told them, talk about them, like your realtor pin, realtor t-shirts. On the back of my laptop, I have a giant realtor sticker that I set shot up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm holding it right now. For those that can't see, I'm holding up my realtor badge. It sits on my desk. Yep. <laughs> I, I'll go to Starbucks and set up my computer with my little realtor sticker. They're conversation starters. Yeah, that, 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 that's great. And, and, and here's the thing too. I don't know anyone that isn't really interested in real estate. Uh, who who isn't interested in in, in, in conversing about real estate at some point? It's been you know a topic in the news the last couple of years more than it probably ever has been because mm-hmm. we're seeing such crazy things happening. Everyone wants to know, right? So why not be that source and open up that conversation? You never know where it might lead. Oh, exactly. You want to be that trusted source. We need to, as a whole, as a community, we need to get rid of the stigma that real estate agents are used car salesmen. Yep. That I'm type of that type of stigma. I always say when one real estate agent does something bad, we all look bad. And when one does something good, we all look okay. So yeah. we gotta keep going. We've got to do more goods because we enough okays might stack up and we'll be exactly, good. Exactly, so. exactly. I mean, there's bad apples in every badge, but it's obviously um it, it, you gotta remember that it's you're rep- representing the industry every time. 
That, that's awesome. That's awesome, Katie. I'm, I'm glad that I got to, to chat with you today. And, and it looks like we definitely share some of the same things. And I think we're both pretty successful in our own right. So those that are listening between us, you may have picked up something that's going to help you there. So um, I, I'm going to, I'm, I want to know how people need to get hold of, hold of you or get in contact with you if they want to, if they have referrals, if they have questions, they want to build their network. For those that are interested in chatting to me, probably not, but if you are, I'm on Instagram, uh, Elliot underscore Hoyt. That's E-L-L-I-O-T underscore H-O-Y-T-E. That's where I, you can find me, Katie. Please add me. I want to stay in contact with you. For the listeners that want to, to kind of converse with you, reach out to you, or just kind of see what you're doing with your business, what's the best avenue for them to reach out? Is it email, website, social media? What, what, what's yep, the best sure. Place? I can be found on uh, Facebook, um, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my website is great, McAllisterRealEstate.com. My email is KatieMcAllister1010 at gmail.com. Um, please reach out anytime. Perfect. Well, Katie, thanks for joining me. Um, I wish you the best of luck in your career and I will, I'll be staying in touch with you for sure. Thank you very much. Thank you for this opportunity. It was wonderful chatting with you. You're welcome. Thanks. All right. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you like, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate, how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.